You're listening to Level and Tanner live in the man cave. And boom goes the dynamite. Man cave sports toss toss Do you guys know how to post videos to Facebook? You're live in the man cave. You jack wagon? Man cave sports talk. Good evening, folks. Welcome to Man Cave. Man Cave Sports Talk with Lemo and Gainer. Thursday night, February 27th, 2014. February rounding out as we get ready for some March Madness. Again, the Man Cave home to spring training. The Los Angeles Tankers. And another Time Warner screw job. Like I said, I'm Richard Lemo here with my co-host Sean Gaynor. Just a couple of casual sports fans sitting around their deluxe man cave talking a little sports. Gaynor, how are you this evening, buddy? You know, Lemo, things are looking up. That Super Bowl hangover is finally starting to wear off. What do you mean? You didn't lose. You, you didn't hear lose the, in the Super Bowl? Well, we all lost when football ended. That's so true. I like what you did there. The crack of the bat. The smell of the grass out there in spring training as the Dodgers rounded up their second. What's wrong with that? It's just kind of boring. Baseball's back. Next weekend, or maybe two weeks, Pac-12 tournament, which means March Madness is right around the corner. Playoffs in the hockey is right around the corner as well. As long Anything to keep our minds off of the NBA, which is Gain still of, awful. The coffee is hot tonight in the man cave. No, no beers. We're not going to crack a beer tonight. We normally crack a beer to get the show started because when you're sitting around watching sports, it's what you do. But we have to do it a little bit different tonight, Gainer. Why? Because after we're done with this show, we're going to get it cracking on the blog tip. What do I mean by that? Well, check out our website at www.mancavesportstalk.com. Brand new website launched just for you as that social media whip cracks. Why? Gainer, let's take a trip around the world of social media with the social media roundup. What do you got? Yeah, Lemo, follow me at mancave underscore talk on Twitter. I handle all the twats that go <laughs> that go in and out of the Twitter sphere. Lemo, you huge, handle all the twats. <laughs> huge news. Rack 'em. And I just retweeted it. For would you say it's breaking news? Huge news. Go to the Twitter handle, at mancave underscore talk. I just retweeted that four top 25 teams in college basketball have gone down tonight. Since I retweeted that, another has fallen. Number 20, Iowa, loses at Indiana. Number 22, Ohio State, loses at Penn State. Memphis loses at Houston. Kentucky loses to Arkansas. And St. Louis, the number 10 team in the nation, lose at home. It's brackets, been a, brackets busted. It's over. My bracket's done. Gainer, speaking of that Twitter page where you handle all the twats, at mancave underscore talk, yes. what the hell is a king baby? <laughs> I still don't know. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, tweeted something a couple days ago. It's the scariest thing you've ever seen. Man, New Orleans is trying to figure out their mascot problem. Is this a New Orleans thing again? It is New Orleans. They're, They're two for two. They've already changed their pelican mascot because it was hideous and it was Making scaring all the cry, kids. Yeah. yeah. But it, this would not only make kids cry, it would put kids in mental hospitals because of nightmares every day. Check out our Twitter page. I hope you posted this picture on Facebook as it's, well. It was actually our banner picture for a while. Too many people were scared. I had to take it down. Or just do hashtag King Cake Baby. And that'll well, like a king cake. <laughs> so it's a Mardi Gras. Have you ever had a king cake before? No. Uh, it's the most dangerous food there is. Oh, really? It's a circular, almost like a donut pastry type mm. cake, but they hide a baby in one of the pieces. So you go and you buy it. And if you get the baby, it's supposed to be good luck. Well, if you ask me, it's bad luck because you're going to be choking on a little tiny baby <laughs> and you might die. So oh. that, that's what a, a, a king cake is. They so hide a baby. That's what the wouldn't king the ba- baby Wouldn't the baby be. suffocate in the wrapper? It's not a, not a real baby. Oh, okay. It's not an unborn baby baked <laughs> into a cake. Abortion cake. Is that, oh, is that what you're referring to? It, it's probably more appetizing than this mascot that 
Very the, scary. The New Orleans Pelicans. Right. We maybe kind of figured out what a king baby is. What the hell is a big baby? Oh, it's the unfortunate news of the Clippers signing. Unfortunate, huh? Yeah. Well, we're going to break this down later in the, the Gainers trendings. All right. That's the Twitter, fa- the Twitter feed that you handle. I'm all over the Facebook stream. We've run out of time for the social media roundup, but we'll go into overtime social media roundup. Carmelo Anthony will not be pursued by the Lakers. That was on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash MC Sports Talk. Gainer, uh, Carmelo Anthony, he will not be pursued in a trade scenario. The Lakers are saying they will not pursue him in the 2014 class. Can I explain why this is a good thing for Lakers fans? Yeah, I think it's pretty easy, though. You know what? You already have one ball stopper that ruins your offense. There is no, there is literally no worse tandem in the history of the NBA <laughs> than if Kobe Bryant and Carmelo Anthony are on the same court. Lakers fans rejoice. Uh, can he score in bunches? Absolutely. Does he need a lot of shots in order to do so? Absolutely. The shots aren't there if Kobe Bryant's on the same floor. Carmelo needs to get his life together. And obviously the Lakers aren't going to pursue Carmelo because it didn't work out too well when Carmelo and Mike D'Antoni were... Uh-oh. In New York together, uh, that uh, D'Antoni was quickly escorted out the building. Why did the Lakers? And, and this seems to be yet again another scenario where the Lakers have sided with D'Antoni. Yeah, it's a horrible move. They get, they lost Dwight Howard. So they 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 lost Dwight Howard because the, he would not fit in his system. They so didn't admit it, but he coach, is the reason that Dwight Howard is not there. It's it's Mike D. Why do they keep? Giving this guy the benefit of the doubt. I mean, he's, he's LA never loves their want... mustaches. Okay. Ned, Ned Coletti, who's terrible. So this has is a, a mustache. It is. He's got a great mustache. That's the only reason he's still with the Dodgers. Mike D. Now, got that Pringles mustache. Mitch Kubchak, the GM of the Lakers, the guy that's not pursuing Carmelo Anthony, he insists that Smarter the Lakers are not, are not tanking this, se- this season. Now, you heard me say the Los Angeles tankers as opposed to the Lakers. Yes. I happen to think that they're tanking this season. Here, I want it on tape now. Do we? Are we film? Are we? Are we recording on actual tape? No, it's it's figurative tape. The royal tape, if you will. The royal we. That's right. Uh, let's have it on film on tape right now. Pal Gasol will get hurt, and I'm doing air quotes in the studio tonight. Yep. In the next two to three weeks, why? They were down about 20 points to the Mark Gasol-led Grizzlies yesterday. And they came all the way back, I want to say, within two points. Why? For the first time in two years, they went through the offense going through the best player for them, Pau Gasol. That is a no-no for Dan Tony's system, but a, a, a very beneficial thing for this squad. Watch him magically get hurt in the next two to three weeks as they might actually string together a few wins. The, uh, the offense may start to take shape through their best player. And then magically he gets hurt. Why? Because they're tanking this season. Gaina, what do you think? I think Cupcheck is lying through his teeth is what I think. Thank you. And here's why. Yes, maybe the players on the floor are not tanking. But when you have the, the worst lineup the, in the league. When you've traded your, your best player at the moment, Steve Blake, out of town. Uh, and you're playing guys like Jordan Farmar. Uh, Chris Kamen, Ryan Kelly, those guys are not going to win. So no matter and, and those aren't the guys that started the, the year in the D-League. Right. They have about three or four guys that started in the D-League at the beginning of this year. Exactly. So while as the players are not... Ryan Living, or Sean Livingston, rather. These players Clifford. are not tanking. They're not trying to lose. But Kupchak has surrounded D'Antoni with these players and, and basically is tanking the season by not giving him a roster that can win games. And... Yeah. All the GMs know it's going to be a great draft. A lot of prospects coming out of college this year. So it's going to be a good draft to have a low pick. I they, think. they should go after Sean Livingston. We've got on the big screen the 10-foot uh, projector here in the man cave where Brooklyn is just throttling Denver right now, 49-26. Sean Livingston. Remember him with the Clippers, one of the most Ooh. gruesome knee injuries I've ever seen in my entire life. He's found a way, and he was talented back then. That was probably about five or six years ago by now. He's kind of gotten his career back together. He looks good right now for Brooklyn. Yeah, he does, and he'd be a good, you know, he's a good backup player, and he's going to be a playoff contender with those Brooklyn Nets because 
Well, I, when I say playoff contender in the East, well, they're I in mean, the East. Anybody they, could. You and I could get a team together. They have a chance to get to the second round. That that's a contender. And Gainer, I told you it's too easy. Hashtag ITE to listen to our show. Uh, you can get the MixLR app on your iPhone or on your Android tablet or phone or whatever the case may be. But you can also go to www.mancavesportstalk.com. That's our mothership. Don't That's forget. That's where you go uh, for everything, Man Cave Sports Talk. We've got those ITE shirts. Remember the ones that we were selling at the Super Bowl? Yes, About sir. that action. Uh, you can pick those up on our sister website, dscauthentic.com. But, Gainer, it's time to really dive into the show, and the only way to do that is to take that five-pack of questions from around the sports world. We call it Gainer's Trending Topics. Let's just dive right in. What do you got for us tonight? Oh, it's been a while since we've had a chance to enjoy these Gainer's Trending Topics. That's that lovely sound that I love hearing every Thursday night. Five questions, Lemo. We're going to start with this. San Diego State running back, Adam Muemma. Moema. Moema. Whatever. Yeah, I'm probably butchering the name, but never hear, Adam Moema. Never hear the name again after this segment. <laughs> Thankfully. So. He's decided to skip the NFL Combine when it was in Indianapolis last week because why, Lemo? Well, not only did God tell him not to do the Combine, because he saw the vision where he's going to play for the Seattle Seahawks, the defending champs next year. Yeah, I don't see why not. Moema was quoted, can't go wrong with God. He told me to sit down, be quiet, enjoy the peace. How's this move for Moema's stock in the draft, Lemo? Good move, but yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not one to mess with the big guy upstairs, so let's be let's tread lightly here in our responses. But uh, perhaps, regardless of his intentions, involvement in Mr. Moema's life, I think uh, the big guy might have actually done something, made a move that would help this young incoming rookie. Why, Gainer? Well, it's actually pretty easy. Not only did this guy get his name out there in the, in the public eye, he didn't have to work out and show how bad he really is. I did a little research for this guy. I wanted to find out where is he on the spectrum of running backs. One thing Moema should know and everybody else should know, he's not just low man on the running back totem pole. He's nowhere to be found on the totem pole. Gainer, Uh-oh. I did a search top, top 10, top 20, top 30, top 40 of the draft boards for running backs that are coming into this next draft class. He's not even found on any of them. Not one list. Look anywhere. You can't find this guy's <laughs> name. Uh, so he's not going to be, you know, he's not going to be landing on any team, let alone Seattle. Uh, so, but by getting himself in the spotlight, he's throwing the proverbial Hail Mary. Hail Mary, get it? This guy's ultra religious. I, I see uh, what you did there. In hopes that maybe a GM will somehow look at some game film on this guy, see something that none of these other draft prospects are doing. Highly doubtful. Uh, it's going to be a real test of his religious convictions gainer when he doesn't end up on the Seahawks and he doesn't end up in the NFL. Uh, but I commend him for giving himself the best chance to be drafted. Uh, way to go, buddy. And boom goes the dynamite. I think he's screwed either way. Maybe if he joins the Make-A-Wish Foundation and <laughs> gets, a, gets a chance to sign a one-day contract with Seattle, then his vision will come true. Um, man, I think the only, the only person that did worse at the Combine was Michael Sam over Moemba uh, here. Uh, I did a little research as well. Saw that some had him projected fourth to seventh round. You know, kind of a scat how back. Many, how many running backs do they think are going to go in this draft? Problem is, he's not overwhelming in speed or power. So, uh, not going to do much. But he had some some good numbers at San Diego State. Fourth all-time rusher in school history behind guys like Marshall Falk, Ronnie Hillman. But, in a serious note, he's actually gone missing since leaving the combine in Indianapolis. Dateline, where's this guy from? San Diego State. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Dateline, San Diego. Yeah, so we're hoping he's okay, uh, but not a good move to answer the gainer training topic. I don't think teammates and coaches really had him high on their boards, and, you know, just it's going to be ugly. Now, the, the weird part is, since he's gone, been gone missing, um, some players and coaches have been interviewed, and the San Diego State team had a lot of religious guys in the locker room. He wasn't one of them. So it, it's not oh. like him to, to speak out like this. So something really bad is going on, and I hope he, he gets found and gets his life back together because it's not going to be on the football field. So I think maybe he's starting to realize that. Lock it in. And boom goes the dynamite. Well, let's assume that this guy is religious, though. It sounds like he's not. This is actually the perfect strategy. I just realized it. Gainer, 
I, I know of a player that has absolutely no talent but is ultra-religious, and he got drafted in the NFL, Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, it's a Tim Tebow strategy. You don't have to have any talent. Just believe wholeheartedly that God is going to control your destiny. And actually, it worked for Tim Tebow. God told him that he was going to play for the Denver Broncos. Next thing you know, he's on the starting lineup. How are you comparing a two-time champion, Heisman Trophy winning Tim Tebow to Adam Moemba of San Diego State? Moema. Moema. They both have no talent is what, what the oh, comparison I see. I see what you did there. Next game is trending topic. All right, moving on. And unfortunately, we're going to have to talk NBA because there are actually people who oh, watch, watch the boring sport. Gainer, notable birthdays. Happy birthday to Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. <laughs> Longfellow Deeds. We've got, the, uh, we've got the UCLA game on on the small TV in the man cave. They don't, they don't warrant the big TVs. But 1807, uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was Happy born. birthday, Hen. I mean, that puts you at, uh, God, I'm terrible at math, but over, over 200. Over oh, yeah. 200 years old. 207. Happy birthday, buddy. I love you, Dad. Love you, Dad. All right. Number two, Gainer's Number two. topic. NBA talk. People like it, unfortunately. We have no choice, though, Lemma. We're talking about it. I'm actually ready to talk a little NBA for really? a change. Well, Playoffs, right around the corner. Here you go. Russell Westbrook has finally returned from that injury. And yep. The West leading Thunder, 0-3 since his return. Is this Rust getting that offense back together under Westbrook, or is it time to kind of change Westbrook's role with the team? Rustle? Rustle Westbrook. Wow, I like that. Uh, again, our last show was Thursday night, right? That was the last time we were on the air. That was uh, Westbrook's first game back. Yes. Uh, it was a night where the Heat absolutely embarrassed them in OKC. All the momentum that Kevin Durant had over the last couple months is gone. Uh, shots were taken away from him, Durant that is. And the tempo was absolutely stifled all game due to Westbrook's inability to get back into rhythm. Point guard is the one that dict- dictates all of that, and, and he kind of screwed that up. Uh, fast forward to a week later, and it appears that it may not have been just a coincidence that that, that night just a week ago. Uh, Westbrook back in lineup might might not be the best deal for the Thunder, Gainer. Take a look at it. Uh, With the way that backup Reggie Jackson has been playing lately, he's been playing a role that they need him to play. Get the ball to Kevin Durant in space. Let him create the points, and it seems to be working. Uh, I really don't think that there was any point to shake up the starting lineup when things were going so well for them. And perhaps the biggest bonus of it all, if you decided to leave things as the status quo, you could have Westbrook coming off the bench and you add incredible depth to a second string that is going to have to be a force come postseason gainer. Uh, there's still plenty of time left in the regular season to tinker with that lineup. I wholly suggest that Scotty Brooks does just that if he wants Oklahoma City to find a way back to the finals for the second time in three years. And boom goes the dynamite. Lemo, I think you're jumping the gun just a tad here. Let's not all... Freak well, out. Shocking. You want to hit, defend the uh, Bruin. Hit the brakes here, Lemo. You can't leave a, a potential triple-double every night coming off off the bench in Russell Westbrook. All right, Lemo. The, the two of the three losses that they've had going in a row were against Miami and the L.A. Clippers, both really good teams. Uh, Jay Crossover, Jamal Crawford had 36 against yep. – the Thunder. So we're going to talk about him in a second. We're jumping the gun just a little bit. I think the issue has more been around the defense, and maybe that does start with Westbrook. But let's let him get his legs under him a little bit. You know, get that speed back and uh, confidence back. And don't forget that Westbrook and the Thunder were in the finals a couple of years ago. So I, I wouldn't say he's just the total issue here in Oklahoma City. Let's give him a little more time before we put him on the bench. Lock it in. And boom goes. How'd they do in those finals? They lost. Again, this is about going over the top, Gainer, and it's actually a nice little lead into our next Gainer's trending topic question, but you know what, as a matter of fact, I'm going to use the next question to kind of be my rebuttal to what you just said, so go ahead. All right, fine. More NBA. Big baby. We talked about King Cake Baby. We're talking big baby Glenn Davis, officially a Los Angeles Clipper. Danny Granger, who was just released by the Sixers yesterday, is rumored to be a front runner to join Say it. Lob City as well. When you well. hear Danny Granger, what's Granger. the... Granger! That's right. Would these moves actually put the Clippers on top of the NBA? Go. Gainer, I hate to say it, something's still missing. And I, I don't want to be intentionally cryptic here in the GTTs because that's totally contradictory to what we normally do. The segment's about taking a stance and going with it, but I'm going to be a little cryptic. I just can't put my finger on what else these clips need to be put over the top, 
but something's missing. Uh, you've lobbied for a big man to come to this, sec, uh, this Clipper second string for some time, and you finally got a, a quality big man to come off the bench. Uh, but I, I have to say, I'm going to take a stab at actually what I think they need. I actually think it's probably got to be some more athleticism at the two and three positions in the starting lineup. J.J. Redick just can't get healthy, and Jamal Crawford's great. You just talked about the effort that he put up the other night. What was it, 37 points? 36. Or 36 points. But that's exactly why he's the perfect six, man. I just stressed it in the Thunder GTT that you have to have a great second string if you want to go deep in the playoffs. Um, I don't want to see him starting. Then you got Jared Dudley or Matt Barnes in the three spot. I guess they've been starting Matt Barnes lately. Again, Barnes I'm cool with. Put him in the second string because you need him off the bench to be a scorer. Uh, if this second string isn't good, they're going to lose in the playoffs. Jared Dudley is underwhelming. He doesn't even have a spot in the second team, if you ask me. The more we're talking about this, it's starting to sound like my beef, like I just said with the Thunder. The simple fact of the matter is, if you want to win a championship, you got to be eight or nine guys deep. And while the clips are close, I just don't believe they're there yet. I want to see this bench get better. And I, although he helps a little bit, Big Baby is not going to put them over the top. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, I actually agree with you. And the the issue with Jamal Crawford is, yeah, he has nights where he can put up 36. He doesn't miss. He's got that rainbow shot. But in the playoffs, he was nowhere to be found. He's a streaky guy, it, no doubt about the it. The game goes to a half-court set, and you put one of your defenders in his face, and he's not able to hit those, those wide-open shots that may be in a less stressful up-and-down offense. Well, and Gaynor, I mean, if, if he's in the starting lineup, and Mar- Matt Barnes is in the starting lineup. Who, who tell me who's supposed to score for this team? Darren Collison can't do it. Yeah, who's it going to be? Yeah, that's why this Granger pickup, if they can pull it off, is huge. Because when the Clippers made the trade to get rid of Bledsoe and bring in Reddick and Dudley, I, I spat on it. It was a horrible trade in my yeah. opinion, and it hasn't proven to be a good move. It was a Doc Rivers move. But Reddick is, you know, a spot I'd give scorer. Him the, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt if he could stay healthy. Exactly. He's not staying healthy. Dudley, who was scoring some, playing good defense with the Suns, has come over to a team where they don't need scoring and has just... And are solid on defense without him. Exactly. So um, Granger would be a good fit because he's going to add scoring. He's a guy that, that's going to move with the offense. They've got Chris Paul. They've got the big men. They need a wing. To, to spread the floor a little yep. bit. So love the Granger, but they haven't signed him yet. That's a, and then I think the Spurs might steal him. And then King Baby Big or whatever his name is. He's, Baby, just, yeah. he's he's just kind of weird. Like he's a weird. He's not what the Clippers need to back up their their big men. Well, he's because, almost this. It's it's weird. This is going to sound wrong, but I think it's right. He's kind of like a Blake Griffin. He can play that four spot. He's athletic, no. but but Blake Griffin is a high riser and Big Baby is not. But he is an underst. He is fat. Uh, he's a four. You know what? You know what he is. He's a true four guy. And the reason I compare him to Blake Griffin, it's Kevin Love and Blake Griffin. And there's not a whole other true four guys in the league anymore. The guys that look like LeBron James are playing the four. The he's four not spot. tall enough, though. You know, he's he's wider than he is tall. Well, that's so why he's not a, a five. Guy. What I when I've been talking about Clippers need backup big man. They need somebody who they can play low post basketball with. Go in and out with Chris Paul and. Big baby, he, while he's a big baby, he he doesn't he doesn't bring that type of game to the to the court. When he when he does his jump shot, it's like he clicks his heels when he's halfway. It's he just, does know it's how just, to move that big frame somehow, around. Somehow, yeah, but it's just weird. It just it doesn't look right to me. It looks fake. Uh, it it looks is like very you, strange. You create like a a player in an NBA 2K who's just like bigger and fatter than everybody. So I don't know. But, but a 99 on athleticism. They need to get Granger and then a, a low post player, and then maybe they have a chance to win the West. Lock it in. And boom goes the dynamite. Well, we've done nothing but agree, so let's let's try and get this back on track where we don't agree on something. Well, we disagreed on the previous one about Westbrook. No, you hate Westbrook. I love Westbrook. All right. Baseball's All right. back, Gainer. Baseball's back, Lemo. Dodgers and the D-Bags played their first spring, spring training game yesterday and are set to open the MLB games in Australia on March 22nd. Lemo, what do you think of your Dodgers playing a meaningful game in Australia? Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Good day, mate. How much time you got, Gainer? Fosters. How much time you got? It's uh, 8.57. Got about half an hour yet, so get the out- outro queued up. I'm just going to talk about why this is the dumbest thing ever, and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> Great. I'll queue it up. You ready? Let me try and itemize all the reasons why this is just ridiculous and stupid. Number one, 
Traveling that far is simply not good for the body. Gainer, you ever been on a long flight and, and felt like you needed legroom the entire time? Yes, I'm I have. I'm 5'7". I'm borderline a little person, and I need legroom on spirit. a long flight. Airlines. Okay, so you've been on a long flight. Then your body gets cramped because you couldn't move. Now your back hurts. You lost sleep. You can't sleep in those stupid chairs. Jet and, lag. And then it took you days to recover because of the jet lag. Imagine now that you're 6'4", six, 6'5", six, and that long flight. Oh, I feel awesome now. It's I'm not 6'4". Yeah, you got plenty of leg room. It's not, it's not an 8 or 9 hour flight. It's 16 hours and 5 minutes from Arizona, which is where they'll be going from, to uh, Australia. Now, Are they taking the long way? I mean, Jesus. That's about as long of a flight as there is, Gainer. So that's problem number one. Number two. You got guys that aren't even playing in this game or in this series being put through this mess. Then they have to come back and play after they, they come back to the States. Take Dan Heron, for instance, Gainer. Uh, he'll likely fall in with a four or five spot in that five-man rotation. So he's not, he's, he has to go to Australia. He's certainly not going to play in Australia. But then he'll be expected to pitch when he gets back to the States. I'm sure going through all that travel, that's going to be really, really good for his uh, pitching rhythm, right? He, he, he definitely won't have to learn how to go through all of his motions again when he gets back. Wrong. He will. How about logistics? Okay, that's the next beef. The stupid series is going gonna, gonna to count against the regular season record. Then they have to come back and play preseason games after that. How ass backwards is that? Uh, does that make any sense to anybody? No. Makes absolutely no sense. Lastly, and I'm almost done here, Gainer. This is a failed mission for MLB. I'm willing to gainer guarantee right now. What? This series is not going to translate into some national phenomenon for the Aussies. I understand that Sea League wants to globalize the game Aussie, of baseball. Oi, oi, oi. They have an event to globalize baseball. It's called the World Baseball Classic, and they do it, what, every four years? I guess. Yeah, why, why don't we use like that years. as a platform to actually get people competing from around the world of, of baseball? Uh, it's just dumb to think that in exhibition, basically, though it's going to count, uh, divisional matchups that could potentially have playoff implications, we have to go overseas to do it. It's just dumb, Gainer. It's a terrible idea. And for all those reasons, I know I'm right. You better not be contradicting me here. And boom goes the dynamite. Unfortunately, we agree again, Lemo. Just an awful idea. And you touched on a few great points. You know, baseball is trying to expand globally, okay? The NFL is doing it. NFL has, has had games in Mexico, uh, Canada every year with my Buffalo Bills. They play in Europe, and it's great for the sport. It's great for the NFL. It's because people are interested outside of the United States. But playing a game in Australia, it just it doesn't make any sense. You, you listed off a ton of great points, Lemo, but... Don't make this game about a division rival, arguably the biggest right. rivalry in well, the National it's League. It's hot right now because of how the Dodgers celebrated, they overdid yeah. it, and now, now Arizona this, hates this L.A. great rivalry is brewing, and fans in Arizona hate the Dodgers right now. So putting this game in front of fans that have no idea what happened, how the Dodgers clinched the division in Arizona on their home field, then ran out to the pool in the outfield, jumped in in their jerseys, and we even had Arizona politicians commenting on how lowbrow and classless the Dodgers were when all, all the Diamondbacks should be doing is working on their game trying to be better, which I think they've done a good job this offseason. But, man, just it, it ruins this exciting divisional matchup. And now there's going to be one less home game for the Dodgers in their division against the Diamondbacks, one less vice versa. So yep. it's just ruined the actual opening day experience because it was going to be great. If it was in Arizona and all those Diamondback fans were booing the Dodgers as they came out, that would have been great. Australians have no clue about what's going on in that rivalry. So lock it in. It's stupid. Good job. And boom goes the dynamite. I got an idea. I'll tell you what. We're not going to fly the whole team out there, but let's do it Aussie style. Kirk Gibson, Donnie Baseball. Yes. Let them knuckle up for uh, some celebrity two, three boxing. Hours. That'd be fine. That'd be That's perfect. all I want to see. Well, they kind of did that last year, too. I, and, uh, right. Uh, Mark McGuire, everybody was uh, all the old 80s studs were out all the guys barking at each other. Roided out, ready to go. Spitting in each Ridge. other's faces. Yeah. That, Richie that was... Incognito out there, ready oh. to throw some blows. What? Mom, who? All right. So I guess we're in agreement again. How about, how about I, I school you a little bit in some college basketball? What do you think? Well, I think you've got all these TVs. You're able to watch five games at once. 
while I'm over here with one viewing television limo. Sorry. Strategically set me up with my back to the big screen. You didn't even have a TV until last week. Uh, We got you one. You're right. Well, thank you. All right, limo. One more gainer training topic. Your dark horse limo. The Florida Gators have vaulted to the number one spot Screwing in the nation. Screwing me over, man. I was going to look so smart with them. My dark horse, the, the Wichita State Shockers, are now number two in the country. Wow. Well, Emma, it's who time. Are, who are we? We are just Nostradamuses. That's right. Time for you to give a real dark horse, though, Lemo. Okay. Who is your dark horse for this year's March Madness Tournament? What team is going to be sneaking their way into the Final Four unexpectedly? Go. Yeah. Gainer, as you know, dark horses, they, they kind of come in many different flavors, right? Uh, so since I nailed the Florida pick, I feel it's only right for me to give you a few more. Let's take a look at some of those fav- flavors, rather. Uh, and they all kind of amount to different kind of dark horses for me this year. Okay. We'll start with the perennial favorite, that team that we're always looking at to be good. I'm going to go with Kentucky as a dark horse to go very, very deep, if not all the way in the tournament. Hmm. Hopes were high for Kentucky right out of the gate, Gainer. And when Coach Calipari was quoted as saying this might be the greatest class he's ever recruited, uh, people started to have high expectations for them. Well, that definitely is not the reality of this squad. But they are very talented. And I think their slow start to the season is why people are sleeping on them. So that makes them a dark horse right there because nobody wants to talk about them as a possible favorite to go all the way. They're likely going to come in, if I had to guess, as a three or four seed, and that's exactly where they want to be. They're coming from the SEC, perhaps the most underrated conference in college basketball, as we know, home to the team with the perfect record, the Florida Gators, and a couple of other very, very good squads that nobody's talking about. So... I have a feeling that facing that top-notch talent all season long, it's going to serve them well in the tourney. They are much better than their record would have you indicate. Uh, we'll start with them as the perennial favorite dark horse. Now, how about the Left for Dead team? The team that, again, high hopes for, but nope, they have no shot. I'm not even going to talk about them. North Carolina. Yes, I like that. Another dark horse team. The left, they are the Left for Dead. Gainer, heading into their game against uh, last week against number 5 Duke, Everyone had forgotten about guys like James McAdoo and the rest of this squad for North Carolina. Uh, they forgot that North Carolina is a basketball powerhouse with one of the best coaches in the history of college basketball, including their own stupid fans who stormed the court like a bunch of idiots it following is. the upset. So there, that goes to show that even the North Carolina faithful have left this team for dead. That aside, there's a reason why uh, North Carolina won that game, Gator. They're big. They're athletic, and they match up very well against most styles of teams. Their defense can stretch out if you like to shoot the ball wide. They can bang with you down low if you're a bigger team, and they'll run with the best of you. So if you've got a full-court press, they'll pass out of it, and they'll score very easily. I think that this team could go very, very deep. I, I think that they're going to end up in the Elite Eight. Uh, I think that their, their competition is going to do what their fans have done thinking that they can leave them for dead, but they can't. The left for dead is North Carolina. Now, how about the Cinderella, the team that nobody expects to do anything? Stephen F. Austin Gainer. Remember the name. No, that's not the name of somebody on the team. That's the actual name of the college. Stephen F. Austin. (laughs) They're pretty good. They're one of only three teams that are undefeated in the, in their conference Gainer. The other two, Florida and Wichita state. So, uh, they're no Florida or Wichita State, no. but they are very good. Defensively, one of the best teams in the entire nation. Forget about who they played. If you don't believe me, just YouTube a game or two of theirs, and you'll see they are suffocating on defense. I fully expect these guys to get no love from the committee. So look for them to come in at like a 14 or 15 seed. Mark my words, they will upset at least one team and probably two teams come March. I'll lock it in. Those are my three teams that I want you to keep an eye on. Kentucky, North Carolina, and Stephen F. Austin. And boom goes the dynamite. Well, um, I was going to give one dark horse for the tournament, sure. but I'm going to have to give two now that you gave so many good teams, lots of good okay. advice. Um, a team you did not mention that is kind of sneaking in there in the top 25. They also may be forgotten right when that tournament starts. That's the Cats. Who? Does that narrow it down? <laughs> oh, the Wildcats. <laughs> nope. The Cincinnati Bearcats. Oh, the Bearcats. Yeah, they, they lost a tough... Is Kenyon Martin back on the Kenyon team? Kenyon Martin is back. Um, you go to last season. They had a tough opening game in the tournament. They lost against Doug McDermott's yeah. Creighton Blue Jays. So this team, 
got to the tournament, they kind of felt what it was like to be there, but but figured out what it's going to take to actually advance in the in the tournament this year. So I think a team that's won at Louisville, who won the national championship last year, obviously. Talk about a team you can't sleep on. Jeez. Took down Memphis. Uh, one time this year they play in a couple days, and um, pretty good conference that they're an underrated conference. Where so. are they at now? Because Conference USA is dead, or are they or no? Yeah, we can we'll, we'll call it the Conference USA just because that's what we all know it. Okay, um, but. So, so, yeah, so they have had some good road wins, and I think what the loss took out of them last year is going to propel them into at least a, a, a Sweet 16, Elite 8, um, a darker horse, I guess you'd call it. A thoroughbred? And here's why. It's, it's, it's kind of something I do a lot is I, I see talent a, a year too early, and that's with last year. I was talking about how Arizona State might sneak the Pac-12 tournament, make yep. it. They, they went pretty far. They went to the semifinals. But this year, they're going to make the actual field of 60, 68 or whatever. Look what? good against Arizona not too long ago. Well, yep. Uh, that was one I called. And this team has everything it needs. It's got the, the, the quick shooting point guard. It's got athletic wings and a real big man down low. So it's kind of a perfect kind of team to make a, a sneaky run in the tournament. So watch out for Arizona State. And boom goes the dynamite. Yeah, there's there's five teams. You th- I think they're what? Would you say the field was 68, 70 yeah. teams? Sixty-eight. I mean, we've already helped fill out your bracket for you a little bit <laughs> there. Gainer, that five pack of questions from around the sports world. Gainer's trending topics. One of the best Gainer's trending topics that Pretty you've solid. ever come up with. Five great questions. I won't hammer you on them because they're very good. We've got a number of sports stories because it's been a full week since we've been on the air. I want to cover as much area as we can, so we're going to move quick here. First of all, let's go to uh, Dateline, New York. Ray Felton, another New York major sports star, arrested on weapons charges. Of course, Gainer, the weapons not registered. We're talking about uh, automatic, big warfare type weapons. His wife being threatened. She turns in uh, some kind of gun to the proper authorities. Gainer, the, the one question that keeps popping in my mind, why do pro athletes keep doing this? Yeah, it's, it's really ridiculous. The, the guy played tonight, as, as we both commented. We were prepping for Shocked. the show. We see him on the court against the Miami Heat, and it just it boggles my mind when this guy has a, a lethal weapon that isn't registered and he's made threats to a person and, and he's allowed to just walk walk around free and all these what's adam silver doing and, and where does he step in we we have not seen that adam silver moment yet yeah. where he steps up and does something i mean does he need to take I, i'm surprised that he was allowed to come back is that his role to do is that the team's role i think it's not his job to do but he needs to or he should have issued a stern warning to the Knicks, say, hey, this guy should not be playing. A stern warning? No. The stern era <laughs> is over, Gaynor. Uh, yeah, but he needed to tell the Knicks, hey, I, it's your call. You can decide to let him play or not, but I would not recommend playing a guy. Let's, let's see what actually comes to light before we let this guy play for your New York Knicks. Um, well, and, and you mentioned New York Knicks. This happens in New York. Gainer of the 50 states quite possibly the worst state as gun laws go. They are one of the most, if not the most stringent on gun control and gun control laws. We all know what happened with Plaxico Burris. The guy shot himself and ended up in jail for, yeah. for a year or a couple of years, whatever it was. They may wreck his entire life as a result of this. Yeah, it's true. And what, Colin Coward made a great point. I, I agree with it wholeheartedly. All these people are up in arms because Michael Sam came out and uh, has announced he's a gay player and going to the NFL and everything's, you know, there's a lot of people that, that have the opinion that he, he shouldn't be allowed to play or he shouldn't be open. And then we've got a guy like Felton who is is going to potentially threaten to kill his own wife. We and think that's what and, may have happened. And yeah. he's allowed to come on the court the next day like it's no big deal. So Colin Coward made a good point that I agree with at least. Gainer, and I know you're no guns expert, but what is the benefit? Maybe I'm missing something. The weapons aren't registered. If those weapons are registered, now all this is a matter of is he said, she said. His wife can make a claim. What Our, our discussion right now is completely different. Our discussion is, do you think that it probably we wouldn't even be discussing it because it wouldn't be a headline, uh, but it would be within probably the New York media is, did Ray Felton really do this? What happened between his wife? The law probably not broken because of a he said, she said. Instead, the guns aren't registered. It's, it's black and white. This is against the law. 
I mean, are, usually when I hear a, a, a gun is not registered, it's so that it can't be traced when you kill somebody. I mean, is Ray Felton a, a potential murderer now? Yeah, well, especially if you're going to threaten to kill somebody, it, the, the law needs to state that an unregistered gun, you're in big trouble. You're not going to kill. You're not, you're not going to get a bail uh, if you're rich and, and get a jail free card. Um, Guns is this are, a cultural thing? I mean, basketball, we've talked about the hip-hop culture behind basketball. If basketball has a hip-hop culture, one of the things, and take it from a, the white guy that listens to a lot of rap music, guns are very prominent in rap songs and rap lyrics. If that's part of the culture, is that why they're doing it? To be cool? Or, I, I, mean, I guess, and I mean... Who was Gilbert Arenas? Basically, yeah, and, his and Javaris career. Crittenden, both of them. Both of their careers were ruined because of guns. You'd think you'd learn from your peer. Uh, he had what a fifty, seventy million dollar contract. Was was a star of the league, and yep. then gets suspended for half a year and hasn't been able to recover since. Never so, recovered. So it, it's just it, it doesn't make sense. I guess it's cool. I guess it's cool to have a gun in your well, pocket. Well, it's not going to be very cool when it starts costing them money and, and possibly going to jail. Uh, this is not a matter of gun control. This isn't a debate whether it's okay to have a gun or not. If you're within the legal rights of the law, I don't care what you do, no matter what. Uh, but as soon as you break the law, you, you don't just affect yourself. And again, I don't care what he does to himself. He potentially threatens his wife. He hurts his team. The New York Knicks franchise is already in disarray right now. This does not help them one iota. It's just a totally selfish thing it's to do. It's ignorance, too. I mean, there's reason. No it, it's, there's, it, it's not just the government just trying to tell you what to do. You can't have a unregistered gun. There, there's reasons that, that this uh, has restrictions on it because it's dangerous. So... Uh, to all the other athletes out there, figure it out. If you're going to have a gun and you want a gun and it's going to protect your family, good. Good for you. You should be able to do Don't it. Don't threaten anybody with but it either. <laughs> oh, now, let me ask you a question. I mean, a lot of times with a lot of other things in the league, um, money management, drunk driving, other things where these guys get in trouble, the league has stepped up and done something about it. Is there a potential for a program where the NBA or, or franchises can teach guys or to, I mean, maybe you have a speech, you say, hey, who here has guns? Raise a hand. Are they registered? We want to see the guns. We want to know that they're registered. They can step up and do that, can't they? Yeah, because when you understand the safety part of having a gun, the importance of keeping it locked up so a kid can't just come sure. in and, and mess with it, it's, it's an important thing to have because you protect yourself. You, you can use it at sport sport hunting. I know a lot of players like to go hunting and, and make a sport out of it, which is fine. But just having it to carry around to, to show off to your friends just needs to, to stop. And he shouldn't be allowed to play, especially this year. Forget maybe the rest of his career. You should be kicked out if you're going to threaten anybody, whether it's your wife or not, sure. to their life. Gainer, we'll, mo we'll move on because it again, sounds like we're in Getting heated. Here. Yeah. Cool off a little bit. Man. Too much coffee, I think. Maybe. Uh, a couple of nights ago, the Los Angeles Dodgers Network launched. Do, do I oh, sound really? very excited about it? I didn't even know. Yeah, how would you? Many cable providers and their viewers were left without the channel when it launched. This is a Time Warner deal. They did negotiate with one or two companies, the biggest of which that did not end up on the winning side so far is DirecTV. Many bar owners as well as the Man Cave are equipped with DirecTV. How does this make you feel as a Dodgers fan that come opening day, you may not be able to catch your boys in blue? Well, Lemo, no, I think you've got it wrong. I live in Los Angeles, so I'll turn on the TV and whatever channel it's on, I'll just, I'll put it on. I, Wrong. I live in Los Angeles. I can watch a Dodger game. Incorrect. I ended, It's not on the local channels anymore. The rights were completely sold. And furthermore, you know what, Gainer? Let me put the bricks on. I'm going to hijack your answer. I'm going to do something that I haven't done yet. Uh, this is like the first complaint, which could potentially snowball into a full-blown attack. I'm ready to finally call out the owners of this Dodgers organization. Can I do that? If you'd like, go ahead. I'm not proud of doing this because they brought a lot of great talent and they've put an excellent product on the field. They've made Dodger Stadium a safe place to go watch a game with your family.
Which it hasn't always been. The problem is, Gainer, they have made it in the last two months incredibly difficult to enjoy that product in that safe, fun stadium. What have they done, Gainer? They've sold the rights for a multi-billion dollar deal in order to be able to carry the games exclusively on a network that can hold a gun to the viewer's head and say, you're going to be able to watch and you're going to be able to watch, but you over there with DirecTV, you can't watch. Yeah, that's that's bogus. And then they went and doubled ticket prices for the upcoming year, citing supply and demand, which is a direct slap in the face to the consumer. So not only can you not watch it on television, but if you're going to come to the stadium, you're going to pay twice as much than you did last year. Gainer, this is all about money. It is not about the fan experience. Just because they put a good product on the field right now, Please do not make the mistake of being tricked into thinking that this Dodgers brass cares at all about you, the fan, unless they do something to get this figured out with DirecTV, unless they make it slightly. And I understand this is a business. I'm not looking for charity. I I don't have no problem not going to the games because the ticket prices have doubled as long as I can watch the games on TV. It's got to be one or the other. And, And so I've had enough of it. Well, my grandma was pissed off. I mean, she not grandma. She she likes to do one thing. And when March rolls around, she likes to watch her Dodgers. She doesn't miss a game all year. And I've had too too much coffee tonight. She she has DirecTV. So when I told her that DirecTV was not carrying the Dodgers, first of all, she didn't understand. There, There was no... You know, you know you, why? You, because back back in her day, you yes. saw the damn games. On I mean, TV. her teeth almost just flew out of her <laughs> mouth. She was so so shocked. Um, so what did we do? We called up Time Warner and we said, "Hey, put a box in her in her room." So she got to watch her her first spring training Dodger game. God, it's too easy. I I think you're being a little hard on the ownership with this because they decided to put this great product on the field, which generated the idea that people how, could start a network. How could they afford that talent? They couldn't have done it without, without this deal. Without this deal. They knew the deal was coming. But once this network's created, it's kind of out of their hands who decides what network is going to to be able to broadcast it. Gainer, Homer Simpson once sold his soul to the devil for a donut. This is equal to selling your soul to the devil for a donut. So, yeah, we want all these great players. We want to compete for uh, a World Series. But we're going to screw over the fans in the process. Is that what this is all about? Yeah, I mean, I can't watch. I, it doesn't make sense to not be able to watch your home team. So, uh, so you, hope, so you, you're not saying. I, my next question for you was: Do the Dodgers have your best interest as a fan at heart? You're not ready to say no quite yet. No, not at all. I, I know they they do. Uh, they've made it all about the fans. They've improved the stadium because it was kind of getting kind of old and outdated. They're they're working on improving the the experience. It's safer, like you said. Uh, I think just. Time Warner has taken a lot of the power. They, they've bought the Pac-12 network, which has prevented me from watching the Bruins still, games. Still not on DirecTV. A year later. Yeah, they stole the Lakers for a little while. So, so I kind of blame the, the Time Warner cable. Who gave them the power in order to do that? The Dodgers. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. They, I guess they sold the highest bidder. What was it? $30 billion. Time Warner, you, the writing was on the wall that they were going to do this from the jump. The team. I thought we're not allowed to have monopolies out there. I thought there's, there's governing out there that says. It's a private organization. They can probably yeah. do whatever they want. I don't know. I'll do uh, what I won't. I'm not going to. We, we've got so much that I want to get to, and we have 10 minutes to do it. Gainer, uh, this is not appropriate for us to be talking about because it has no cultural significance directly to us but we live in a world where we want to work in harmony with one another so i want to talk about it uh the n-word could result in a 15-yard penalty in the nfl soon this is going to be debated for months to come i would like your first impressions on what you think about it well i thought it was kind of ironic that riley cooper came out and said that he agrees with that because he he seems to have no problem with using yeah he's he's never going to say it on the field of play that's true yeah um, man, I, I saw some uproar from some, from some of the players saying that it couldn't be policed, uh, African-American players. And I don't know. I just don't know why they, they would want that word just to be, be thrown around. I know it's not always used now in a negative term. A lot of, a lot of guys just, yeah, it's, the problem a, it's a term is, of endearment somehow. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but here's the problem within the black community. Again, I, I am no, I'm not the right voice for this, but it's, it's two guys who are sitting around talking about it. It gets talked about in everybody's living room, everybody's man cave. That's why we're going to talk about it. 
a lot I more and I, I this was a quote from somebody I want to say it was Oprah Winfrey uh, but it's been repeated by by numerous other uh, African Americans in the past couple of weeks since this has started to heat up that word the n-word you called it potentially a term of endearment for for within the black community for those people their their grandparents and great-grandparents that were alive before the civil rights era right that was the last word they heard before they were hung yeah it's by by racist bigots and, and so you can say that when it doesn't affect you that it's a term of endearment that is one of the most disrespectful things that you could ever say to somebody that had to live through that era so oh, of course well it yeah. has no place here's the other problem because of the bigots of the world over the last you know however many years that this has been a problem culturally what happens now if you fail to police this correctly on the field the second that you penalize someone, what do you do? They're you call them out. a racist. Yeah, you're basically saying. And what it. if you screwed it up? What Pen- if you got it wrong? Personal foul, number sixty-two. You are now a racist because. That's, and you can't undo that. Right. Yeah. Oh wait, no, you're not a racist. But what's interesting? I mean, are they going to police in the locker rooms where a lot of players and the music that they listen to that word is thrown out left and right? Do you do you not let them listen to the music they want to listen to in the locker room? So I, it's going to be interesting how it works, but it's a. I like that it's in place because it's really no need to it. There's no need for it to be said ever, whether you know it's it's used with your buddies or if it's used in the Richie Incognito and Martin, right. where they they said it back and forth to each other. While it, I know nobody got offended by it, it just there's no need for it. It Needs to go away. I guess the, the, I'll pl- try to play devil's advocate. I, I I agreed with you and said there there really is no place for it in society. I don't think black people should use it, but that's that's not what I guess the question is. Is it our place? It's not our call. <laughs> is it our place to decide? And and no. let's face it, this is coming from an organization who the face of the organization is a white guy. So when Goodell when the NFL puts something out there, Goodell's behind it no matter what it is. This is, this is not exempt from that thought. Is it his place or is it the NFL's place to decide how a, a word is used within the black community yeah, uh, or on their field in the workplace? Cause that's kind of like a workplace. Uh, it, it shouldn't just be his opinion. I mean, if, hopefully there's a committee of people who are deciding on this, not just Roger Goodell. Cause that, if that was the case, then it wouldn't be right. But yep. I mean, we, we had a, a player call out a referee last year for potentially uh, using that word towards a player. So, you know, if, if it's kind of getting rampant like that, I think it, it should be kind of policed because this is a great brand, the NFL. It's worldwide known, and there's no need to have, you know, the, if you go to the root of the word, like you were saying, yep. where it came from, it, it should not be used nicely or, or negatively right. in any way. Well, I think the one thing that we agree is if, if we never heard that word again for the rest of our lives, the world would absolutely be a better place. We'd be happy. Um, but ultimately, it's a very, very dangerous game to play to try to enforce it, try and police it. I don't think it's right right now to try and do that. Uh, if, if within the inner circles of the NFL they said, hey, there's no place for this, stop doing it on the field, that would be, to me, a better solution. I don't want to hear any referee of any creed or color try and pick out any player of any creed or color and say, you said something racist. That's yeah. very difficult to do. Yep. Yeah. Can you Continue. imagine the rep? Hey, hey, who said that? Who said that? I want to know. <laughs> Can you imagine, you know, the, the Cleveland Browns marching down the field, trying to get into field goal range to clinch a playoff spot. They get down to about the 30 yard line and then a flag drops. We've <laughs> had we've had we've had the fumble. 15. <laughs> we've had the drive and now the slur. I mean, come on. Um, if we have, we've, oh, you know what, mama. we are running out of ways to lose games. So yeah. that there's a new one that could help us, uh, time to move on to the next one. Gun control, uh, racial, racial slurs. And now, uh, another huge, heavy topic. We just got to keep it rolling. Oof. Jason Collins, gay. And in the NBA, uh, Gainer, we discussed how big Michael Sam's coming out would be for gay athletes. Then Jason Collins kind of beats him to the punch. He stole the show, uh, with his 10 day contract with the Nets. Did you watch his first game against the Lakers? I did not watch that crappy basketball <laughs> game between the Nets and the Lakers. No, no, I did not. Um, I did not either, but he is on, uh, on in the man cave right now. I don't know if he's playing tonight or not. I think he was a little bit, but yeah, I mean, good for him, you know, and, and I'm glad a, a big deal wasn't made of it because it wasn't need to be made of, uh, well, See, I think it kind of was a big deal depending on how you listen. I'll ask you about that. Um, since he's 
now technically the first major sport athlete. Is he bigger than Michael Sam? Is this a bigger story than Michael Sam? Yeah, I mean, he, he's been a, a solid veteran in the NBA for a long time. Nobody knew. And, uh, you know, players always say, well, I don't, I don't know if I would want a, a gay player in the locker room. Well, he's, he's been in the locker room with you. So it's just, it's a good thing. It's a good step. And I, I think even though he first played against the Lakers recently, he came out b- before that. So it was kind of, he was the first before Michael Sam to come out and, and be the first gay player in the NBA, even though he, he hadn't come out until this last 10-day contract. The big debate, and, and much like uh, everything else, is the world ready for, or is the America ready for a black president? Are we ready for this? Are we ready for that? Is, is the sports world ready for a gay athlete? This should paint a picture for you, Gainer. He's going to wear the number 98. It, it's got some significance. Um, I want to say in 1998, there was something that happened to a, a young man or something. Okay. I, I'm going to butcher the story, so I won't yeah. delve too into specifics. At any rate, in order to honor, commemorate whatever happened, he's going to wear number 98 when they cool. go back to uh, Brooklyn. That is already the number one selling jersey in the NBA right Love now. Yep. He hasn't even worn it yet, and it's going to be uh, the number. It is the number one seller. So to answer the question, I, th- I hope that that kind of answers that question. Is the world ready for a gay athlete? Yes. Uh, and we kind of debated, not debated this. Not everybody's ready it. for it, but the, the majority of people right. are ready for it. Um, we had kind of talked about this uh, a little bit in previous episodes. I didn't want a huge light shine on it, not because I'm for or against it. I, I kind of openly said I have no problem with a gay athlete. Doesn't of course whatever anybody yeah. decides to do that. That's fine. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I, I didn't want to um, when you shine even a positive light on something, what it does is it invites skepticism and criticism and and hard thoughts and so I would have liked to not seen it I would have liked everybody just to go about their business because we should it should be about going about your business Um, but then the other side of it and I failed to realize this the gay community wants to celebrate this this is a big moment for them this is very very significant and I get that I guess everybody should be able to treat it in their own way I just would hate to see some negative come out of it yeah there's going to be negative you know there's going to be idiot fans who are going to uh, talk down to sure. whether Michael Sam or Jason Collins. So you, the, the, we're going to see the negative sides of it, but you know that that's part of it. The, to get it to be the norm, where where you, it's not even asked. You know what? It doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is. Uh, we're going to get to that day because of the Jason Collins and the Michael Sams. Now, from the perspective of drawing attention to it, put yourself in the play-by-play announcer's role here for just a minute. Would you mention or focus on the fact that he's gay during your broadcast if you were covering the the, the Nets? Yeah, I think if I and think, in what what capacity would you would you do it? Yeah, I think I think it would just be one line. You know, Jason Collins checks into the game, becoming the first gay athlete in all the major American sports. Uh, I want to say, yeah, uh, you know, congratulations to you, Jason Collins, for getting the contract and uh, for being an open gay player. And then you don't bring it up again. Yeah, for then that. that's it. Yeah. The Lakers, uh, the Lakers radio broadcast, I think mentioned it like seven or eight times. And to me, that's overkill. Oh, Again, yeah. Yeah. not that not that I have a problem with it being mentioned. It's just let's not draw a huge spotlight on something and invite people right. to be negative about it. It is the broadcaster's job to say what's going on. That, that's why we have commentary now is is to to sure accurately describe what's going on so say a line and then and then move on with it perhaps the most positive thing to come out of this ultimately down the road it invites more people to be themselves and to come out and be out in the open with the fact that they are gay major sport athletes gainer over under four major sport athletes come out in the next 365 days easily over on that one wow no, no doubt about it so this is absolutely uh going to blow the doors wide open for not the, not, the not wide open it, it's not an easy thing to do I'm sure so um but i'd say four is a low number i think there's going to be more than four because there's a lot of players in all the major i mean there's thousands of players in yep. all all the games so the percentage that are gay and then the percentage that are going to come out are i'd say over four from that perspective absolutely a positive thing that michael sam and jason collins are doing we'll be on the air next tuesday night 
8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on www.mancavesportstalk.com. We've got a lot to continue to talk about that we missed tonight. Gainer and I will be in the Man Cave talking about all the things in sports. March Madness is only going to heat up. NBA playoffs are only going to heat up. And, of course, it's time to focus on who the real players are for the World Series in contention this year. Like I said, we're on the air next Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. For my co-host, Sean Gainer, I'm Richard Lemo. And thank you for listening to Man Cave Sports Talk. Man Cave Sports.